Welcome. You're listening to the Bible Marathon Project, your one-stop class for learning Bible interpretation, defending your faith, using spiritual gifts, and building consistency in your devotion with God. We hope these sessions are a blessing to you as they have been to us. And without further ado, we say welcome to Vulnerability Sunday. All right, welcome everyone to Bible Marathon in the best place you can be right now because we're going to be discussing a whole lot of stuff as we usually do. Um, and as you can see, this is Vulnerability Sunday. Um, but before we begin, I'm just going to say a short word of prayer. If you know anyone who should be here for this conversation, invite them, disturb their lives, get them here right now. We're going to be discussing a whole lot of stuff. We're going to be peeling the onions. You know what happens when you cut onions? You cry. So there'll be some crying today, but not, not sorrow unto damnation, but sorrow unto Godly sorry that leads to repentance. All right. But yeah, let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity we have every Sunday to gather together and just, um, you know, stay with you and grow in you in your knowledge and in your fullness. We love you. We cherish you. And we want that to be true every day of our lives, that we truly, truly put you first. Lord, today's conversation is going to be very, very heavy. And I ask, Lord, that we see that way and that we make the right steps um, towards reconciliation, towards um, growth, towards glory. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So welcome, everyone. Uh, if you're a co-host, you know your duty. Just help me out with adding people to the group. I don't want to be as distracted because today we're having a conversation style meeting. And uh, what do I mean by conversation style? I have a special guest. I know I didn't put all the banners and announcements, but she's more special than you can imagine. Um, and I'll just be introducing her in a, in a short moment. But I just want to make sure that the audio is clear. You guys can hear me. And we're good to go on every platform. Can I get a witness? XLR, Zoom. You can hear me, yeah? Yes. All right. Awesome. Super, super. All right. So at this point, I want to welcome someone special. Um, I'm going to be having this conversation with her. The title of the teaching is not a teaching, it's a discussion, is Threads and Real Life. And you can already see the play of words there. We're talking about social media, we're talking about our phones, we're talking about technology. How much of an impact does it have in our lives? And we want, want to actually take an approach that we always take here. That's the biblical approach. So we're going to do this, but I'm not going to do it alone. I'm going to do it with the special help of a dear friend of mine. We've become really close recently, and um, it's been an amazing friendship so far. So I'm going to welcome Chantel Essay. And um, I'm just going to give you a little bit about her for those of you who don't know her. Um, so Chantel is a sound engineer by profession. Um, she's a voiceover artist. She's an actor. How many of you have watched um, Do Never After by Pastor Laju? Um, you know the girl, you know the lady that wanted to steal the, the, the wife, oh, the husband? No, you didn't go there. You did not <laughs> you just go there, Ernest. That she's the one. So if you need somebody that will act that kind of role, you know, <laughs> husband snatcher, just just say, call her agent. Uh, but she's not only an actor, she's she's one of those 
people, rare people that you find that can do so many things. She's also a fashion blogger. And why is she here? Well, she, amongst other things, would be very, very versed in answering a lot of questions on this topic because she's actually a Christian lifestyle influencer. Um, I'm going to get the numbers during the course of the call, but she has a lot of followers on social, on, on Instagram and I think Twitter as well. And she's built it over over time. <laughs> NS inviting all these big name influencers. I'm I'm connected. Yes, uh, away. <laughs> I'm connected. It's just it's a grace. It's a grace. You have to contact. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, it's gonna be an amazing time conversing with her. And um, I just want to kind of prepare our minds for what to expect. So it's gonna be a conversation where she's gonna be sharing a lot of thoughts on this topic because she's been there, she's done that, she knows the ins and outs of social media. And she's also had the bites and the good parts, you know, the parts where, you know, she sees the benefits of these platforms and then the bites where, you know, things don't always go as she wants them to go. Um, and she's going to be real with us. I'm only going to do the job of facilitating, sharing statistics, you know, directing the conversation. But here's the catch. Everyone can speak. All right. Make sure you have your thoughts well thought out because you'll be given only one minute to, to say something. So at every point, we're talking seven points. At every point we mention, start thinking, processing, taking notes. If there's anything you want to contribute, just make sure you know you have it. The first hand I see to go up is the one I'm going to have speak. So if I have, to, if I say, please stop talking, it's out of love. I don't hate you. I just want to make sure that we get through all the things we have to discuss today. Can I have some agreement in the house? Awesome. I know all your points are valid. So if you feel you don't want to talk about it, put them in the chat. I will reiterate them. For those of you on Mixlr, same thing goes for you. Just type it in the chat. I will take some time to look at it and respond. So uh, let me even just give her a few minutes to say something before we get started. Um, so Chantel, over to you, just maybe a brief introduction um, or something. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Chantel Essay. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear me very well, but this is like my voice temple. Um, I don't know if it's clear for you. <clears throat> I'm happy to be here talking about, well, social media and our phones and the pros and cons. Um, I'm currently studying for my master's in journalism. And I'm currently in the United Kingdom, in it. Yeah, and it's... Been, I didn't leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you left it out, though. But yeah, um, I've benefited so much from social media. I've learned a lot. And I've been able to impact people and also be impacted as well. And yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing my thoughts and knowledge in this session. And also blessing people because girl is through the holy spirit and since we are the light of the world as christians let's bless each other and add value and you know hold our hands and grow thank you all right thanks for that i i don't know why i just forgot to mention that but i think i just felt oh you guys probably know i don't know why that thought came but she's in the uk and it's all actually a miracle and precise planning and if anyone is following her on social media, you you know that for the past few months, basically, she's been driving something amazing. And that was what produced where she is right now. And maybe one day we'll get her to come talk to us about 
um, how to jackpot. <laughs> Just a joke. But yeah, she she she's um, and she's still currently going um, re- doing a fundraiser, um, which we'll sp- speak more about at the end. But yeah, let's get to it. All right. So who's excited? I have seven points here. Um, we're going to take one each, uh, one after the other. Now, not everyone will agree with everything we say here, but that's the whole idea. I think autonomy of thought is so important. Um, let's always get good perspectives. I feel like I might have some differences with Chantel as well, but let's see how it goes. Um, please remember, no interjection unless you're called. All right, so let's begin. Let's talk about the first point. Um, the first point is we addicted to distraction but actually i think i should do a little breakdown before we even get into the first point um let that be on the screen for a bit but let's really talk about technology um i think we know for sure that we live in a time where technology is not really like it's it's everywhere i mean technology is right where we are right now the only reason we can have a bible marathon meeting right now is technology to have a big I have a Canon camera, I have lights, I have a speaker here, I have my screens, I can see you guys, I have headsets. All of these things make what we're doing possible. So we can see that technology in itself is neutral. It's not good, it's not bad. And it's an extension of ourselves. That's what one great philosopher said, that technology is an extension of ourselves. The things we want to do, we use our technology to do it even better, right? Think about machines. Think about how we build big industries. It's because of technology. Um, And that's just how God has used, God in his sovereign plan has given us creative ability to use the laws that he has put into motion to create things. So technology is good or bad and the question is or the real issue is who is using it and for what that's really what determines what technology is so in itself is neutral but it can have pros and cons just like Chantel said and we want to really discuss those things especially the cons because most of us already know the pros right we know the pros oh my phone I can get this information when I need it instantly you know i i can apply to another university in another country so easily why i have an internet i can use this i can do that oh you know ernest i want to talk to you about something if he does that a lot and he calls me and we have a nice conversation that's technology you know treasure by the grace of god will be starting something big very soon and it's all about you know his desire and love for technology and some of us are doing amazing things with technology so it's good But now let's really get into it from a biblical worldview. We want to always start and end everything with Christ as the focus. All right. Our lives are not ours. The Bible says we've been bought with a price. All right. Let's get into it now. So the first point is we are addicted to distraction. Chantel, could you talk to us a little bit about this? Like, what does it mean that we are addicted to distractions? Okay. um, I'm going to... I just remember, I remember this story, something that happened to me a couple of months ago. So apparently I I had never, well, before then, before that particular time, I'd never made coconut rice ever before. And I decided that I was going to make coconut rice that night. So I told my, I posted on my Instagram and I was like, yes, people, I'm going to make coconut rice today. People join me and all whatnot. 
So I'd cut the pepper, done everything, prepared every single thing, and I was ready to make my coconut rice. Unfortunately, the tap in my kitchen, I'm talking about like my former house in Nigeria. So the tap in my kitchen um, was not functioning. So I had to fetch water from the pipe down, you know, down the sink. So I put my buckets in the pipe and off I went to my room. I wanted to just quickly post on my Insta stories that, yes, you know, I am in the process of making my coconut rice. You know, you guys should stay tuned. We're so excited. And I was like, okay, let me just, you know, respond to some messages. And, you know, I started watching some videos. I thought, okay, 10 minutes, you know, before the water will get full and, you know, I'll just go cook my rice. When I was done with um, what I wanted to do, I went back to the kitchen. <laughs> before I got to the kitchen, I stepped on a river. <laughs> I'll call it a river because the, the bucket had gotten, you know, overflown and my kitchen was flooded. My lobby was flooded. And at that point, I became pissed. I became so mad because it, this was not the plan. The plan was to cook coconut rice and not to start thinking of how I was going to get buckets to start. I literally had to ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. I, ah, trust Holy Spirit is my guy. He still gave me the wisdom, you know. And then I carried broom paper, um, packer and broom, started sweeping water inside buckets, pouring. I literally packed like, about three big baths of water and you know three outside and I was I was just very irritated I'd lost whatever sense of happiness I had because I was already tired I was fucked up I was like this was not the plan now I see I have to cook my coconut rice because I already sliced the onion and obviously I can't waste the onion so I don't slice everything I had to still cook the food so the joy that I had before I went inside my room picked up my phone and you know went online on this same hour Big Brother Instagram, um, you know, the joy I had had disappeared. I was already, at that point, if you had called me on the phone, I would have maybe just yelled at you and told you, don't call me, like, I'm mad, I'm pissed. I'm not in a good mood. Don't do that to me. You know, I would probably have complained to you that, see, I imagine I put water in the tap. You know, the water just flooded everywhere. And I said, blaming myself for letting that, that you know, letting myself get distracted by, my phone by you know going online and everything i was just like if i had just put my phone down and just focused on this coconut rice i'll probably have been chilling and enjoying myself now that analogy or that example or that you know story is to say one thing most of the time we get distracted by all oh, the things that we have to do i just posted this new picture hey i need to go and check you know i need to go and check my feed i need to go and check my my Instagram or my Facebook or Snapchat, you know, or stuff like that. And not just social media, basically, we get distracted by a lot of things. And these things change. I mean, we're supposed to have, we as Christians, we're supposed to have like the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, self-control and all those good stuff. And we're supposed to bask in all these fruits every single minute of every single day we're supposed yeah. to bask in it and the moment the moment we let all of these things all of this side you know side i would call them um razzmatazz 
distract us from the main purpose, then you you begin to now like have this whole, I don't know, irritation. And as Christians, we're not supposed to like, we're not supposed to like be, you know, so irritable and so like easily carried away by, you know, just basic things that will just kill our mood and kill our morale, right? So like most of the time, our phones, our phones distract us from the purpose. We are supposed to yeah. always like be in tune with our spirit at all times. And the moment we move away from that, I mean, it just it just goes downhill from there. Um, yeah, basically. So I mean that that's a very very interesting story that, and I think I think a lot of people can relate to it. Maybe not to the disaster level that yours was, but like how. I mean, I've had a moment where I was cooking and it's what I was cooking started burning. And what I was actually doing was legitimate, honestly. I was on social media. I was like, oh, I want to post this thing that, you know, well-crafted. I was putting my thoughts together and then my food was burn, burning. But thankfully, it wasn't that bad. Um, let me give you some statistics real quick because this issue, this topic is so important. Distraction in this generation Distraction is number one. Like every single moment, something is seeking for your attention. So every moment, like literally, some of you have your phones, you are tuned in right now. There is every likelihood that in the next two, three minutes, you will get a notification and you want to check what it is and you come back to Zoom. I'm sure it has happened for a few people here right now as we're talking. As she was telling that amazing, captivating story, some of you were still seeing something. We're just, it's part of us right now. You know, let me read some statistics to you that will shock you. And this, this is as far back as 2017, all right? Um, and it's from New York Reviews of Books. It says, we check our smartphones about 81,500 times each year or once every 4.3 minutes of our waking lives. Divide a day into minutes. Every four minutes. Just think about it. And that was 2017. We're talking about, at, at 2017, Instagram had not even blown up much. Snapchat hadn't even, I think Snapchat was probably just coming in. Imagine what we, we should be saying now about these numbers. Some of us know. And I think it's even worse because in our generation, we find ourselves going to our phones for everything, every single thing, our phones, like the, you wake up in the morning, the next thing you stretch is your phone, your searching hand. And I see, please, I'm not trying to attack anyone. I think I also have my own flaws in this area. I'm, I'm actually working on them. But the truth is, Omar, I did deal. Like that sometimes I pick my phone, I see messages that I have to respond to. That's the first thing I do. Once in a while, I have that, you know, personal discipline to say, okay, no, 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 drop it, pray, study the Bible. Well, I can tell you for a fact that many times that's not the case. It's the other way around. I start with my phone. You know, I never start with my Bible and that's it. It's a terrible thing. Um, especially when you think, when you say openly as a Christian that God is first, it's easy to say it. God is first in my life. Oh, I love the Lord. Oh, the overwhelming never end you know you worship and you you have that you know jesus is the most important person to me but then you get that notification you know that you just got three likes on your new, newest post and everything stops it's like ah, somebody liked this post 
you know, we are so easily distracted. So that's the first point. Um, I want to pause a little bit and see if anyone has anything to add for this first point. We're easily addicted to a, a distraction. I think the physiology is so important. Addicted to distraction. So distraction in itself has become an addiction. That's a bad thing. It's, it's one thing to be distracted. It's another thing to be addicted to it. You know, someone can drink once in a while and that person is, is a drunkard. And I think we're in that place where we need to introspectively look inside and say, hey, am I obsessed with distraction? Is this something that I crave? I mean, we don't necessarily say, oh, I want to be distracted today. But many of us have that draw, that natural draw to be distracted. You know, any thoughts from anyone? Any thoughts from anyone at, on this point? And you don't have to give it now. I still have a few things to say on this point. So if you do, just raise your hand. Once I see your hand up, I know you want to speak. All right. But let me ask a few questions at this point. All right. And I want you to think about them because this is still to the topic of distraction. These are questions that we need to ask ourselves. All right. And this is me inclusive and our guest speaker and everyone here. So the first one is, do my smartphone habits expose an underlying, sorry, do they expose an underlying addiction to untimely amusement? Do they, do they basically expose something that is deep within us that wants to be amused? I mean, every one of us really has that desire to be amused, right? A big way is to go to a comedy club but now we don't even need to go to comedy clubs. Just go on Instagram. You know, you'll find the funniest people. And you can find yourself going through all their stuff. And by the time you are done, you check your phone usage or more. You were online for three hours. <laughs> this is such a good point that Victoria brought up. I want to read, I want to say what she said. She said, I just realized that self-control is actually a fruit of the spirit. I think I want to show it to you guys. Do you guys still see the screen? All right. I want to put that scripture up because, I mean, it's easy for you to say the fruit of the spirit is, and we don't really realize that it is a fruit of the spirit. Let me put this up. Gentleness as well is also a fruit of the spirit. Right. Okay. So uh, do you see the screen? Galatians chapter five. Let's start from verse 16. It says, this I say then, I'm so used to King James, sorry. I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now listen, for the flesh lost against the spirit. Some of us, we know what I'm talking about. There's, a, there's an ongoing battle. And these are contrary one to another so that you do not do the things that you wish. It's almost like Paul was in our generation. We want to do something. We want to cook. We want to read. We want to study but our phones just become a distraction. So the things we want to do, something is fighting against it. And I think the context here is talking about living to the glory of God. So many times it even involves actions of sin. We don't want to do those things because we are renewed. We have a new change of heart. God has worked on us, but the flesh still fights. It's still an active battle. And then he tells us, if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Then he tells us the works of the flesh. Now look at one of the, works of the flesh that people don't talk about 
very often. We know adultery. We know fornication. You know, in fact, by the way, I think I've done a teaching on this. I'll go, I will not talk on it too much. But people think fornication is sex before marriage. Adultery is sex in marriage um, with another person that you're not married to. That's wrong. If you don't know that, go and check it out. Fornication really is a big bubble. It's called pornea. Anything that has to do with an abuse of the natural sexual order. So it's really bigger than um, just um, sleeping with someone before marriage. Um, uncleanliness, lewdness or lewdness. This word talks about impurity and lustful pleasures. You know, yeah, Daniel, yeah, Daniel said it. That we've talked about this in one of the pit stop sessions. Man, haven't the pit stop sessions been a blessing to you guys? Just thinking about it, we've done a lot. Daniel, can you like create all the titles that we've done so far? Like just, I would love to see it, you know. All right, then he says adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions. Now, where do we find all these things? If you're with me right now, you know, you know what I'm, where I'm heading to. Idolatry is basically taking something else as God. And it doesn't have to be a physical you know, thing that you've built. It could be anything that replaces God in your life. Sorcery, hatred. I mean, go to some Insta blog or wherever you see you see a lot of hatred people just you know coming out saying anything they want to say contentions arguments jealousies outbursts of rats selfish ambitions this is this is really the mountains of the world social media is the mountains of the world we see all these things there dissensions heresies envy murders let me rush to the fruit of the spirit now in Contrast to those things, look at what it says. Yes, and that's the answer. Lewdness is lasciviousness, yeah. It's another form of sexual immorality, basically, or just general impurity. Now, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. So these are the things that the Spirit in you should be producing. Now, they are fruits, so they are different sizes. Some are ripe, some are not unripe but they are there in their elements in you. One of them is here. Gentleness, just like Chantel just said, self-control. The ability to say no is a, gift, is a fruit of the spirit. How about that? To say this is how I'm feeling, but I can stop it. I can say no. I can con- that's, it. That's, it. that's a fruit of the spirit. That's amazing to think about. And he says, against such, there is no law. Meaning, if you live like this, no law can attack you. Like, no one can really say you're doing anything wrong. You, you're joyful, peaceful, you know, long-suffering. You're kind. I don't think anybody is, is, is grabbed on from the street for being kind to someone who is begging for arms on the street. Like, except that system has turned upside down. There is no law against these things. But you see, self-control is one of those things that we lack today. And here's why we're distracted. We're really distracted. All right, so let's move to the next point because we've, we've said a whole lot on this um, and I didn't see any hand. So I think we're good. I think everyone agrees. The second one is a little bit tricky. Um, 
but I think we can handle it. And that's, we ignore our flesh and blood. We ignore people. So Chantel, do you want to speak to this? Yeah. How do we? Um. Okay. So back. So I'm a nineties baby, proud nineties baby, born in 1993. You know, I experienced the Abacha reign. I'll always say I love the military rules so much. And when I was growing up, it was so beautiful. I had this whole, this, you know, communal, communal, you know, love with my family, my siblings. We would always play together. I remember my elder brother teaching us how to draw. Me and my elder sister, my elder brother taught us how to draw. Um, so we joined cartoons. But I do buy us books, you know, comic books, the Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Boy, you know, all those beautiful um, ladybird storybooks we had cover and we would read and we would just play and then my mom was schooling in PTI so she would be sending us letters it was so beautiful when my dad would just come and say hey Efe you have a letter take you know and I would rush I still have some of the letters my mom wrote to me I still have them with me and you know my, or my older brother would send us letters from boarding school I looked forward to reading these letters and I would also write letters back I had a stepbrother in in London who also sent letters as well so he sent us postcards and then it would just it was just such a dreamy time you know and it continued to the 2000s the Y2K year 2000 and you know we still did a lot of things together as a family however um during the advent of phones smartphones back in 2005 um and then the internet came officially then facebook started in 2000 it was 2008 that facebook started wow it just became something different especially when you had to sign up and it was almost like you were on your own and then we began to slowly i mean i i will speak for myself um i began to slowly detach myself from people from everybody oh my dad would call me fa what are you doing oh i'm on my phone oh i'm on facebook Facebook asking what's on your mind you know and i just want to just like <laughs> i just want to just say what's on my mind ah today is boring who wants to have fun <laughs> so that was me i was not trying to like you know reach out to strangers, completely total strangers. And I forgot that I actually had siblings. I forgot the times, the good times we would spend together, the good times I would play, would just fight. Oh, I love the fight. We're no longer fighting. I mean, it wasn't like it was bad, it was bad but it was like, you know, that argument you have, your siblings are, no, don't do this. No, I will not do this, you know. It, it allowed us to understand each other better. But there was nothing like that anymore. We're all just on our phones. We're all just doing our own stuff. And now mm. it's become so worse. It was become, in fact, it's extremely terrible now because our parents are on WhatsApp. Nobody's sending letters anymore. September 1st is World Letter Writing Day. That's, that's like the most special day, the most special informal holiday for me of the year because I'm a letter person. It's so ironic, right? We all have smartphones and we are all on social media. We all have, you know, people looking out for our posts. But I love to write letters so much. 
you know and I just kind of missed the times where I was getting letters from my mom I was getting letters from my from people my family members you know I would actually take a pen dear brother Mete I hope you are fine if so glory be to God my purpose of writing letter is to tell you that I'm never married too. You know, like those beautiful letters. I it was always had this generic beginning and the end. Yours sincerely, yours lovingly, yours truthfully. It's no longer there again. Now we just say, hey, what's up? How far? Waiting this up. I do. What is going on? Now we have lost all sense of respect, you know, and then our parents. I've tried to fight and fight and fight, but now they've joined because if you can't beat them, you have to join them. So now our friends are now on WhatsApp. They're now watching status mm. updates. They're now posting on WhatsApp stories. They're now posting on Facebook. Now they're going clubhouse, you know. Now everything is just <laughs> everything is just like whoo, upside down. Social media has taken over. There is no longer that love, that mm. sense of I need to pen down how I really feel, write it down in your in your handwriting, how many of us have? When was the last time you saw your handwriting? Except when you're writing, taking notes in church, or maybe in school. When was the last time you saw your handwriting? Like then, our handwriting were like, oh my god, I need to improve on this. My on this, my handwriting is like foul scratch. Ns. <laughs> I saw it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you know why you wrote it down because of Bible marathon. Let's be honest, but. I mean, then we're always in our handwriting every time. We always wanted to improve on our handwriting. See, somebody said they take phones with, they take notes in church with their phones. You know, like, when was now? Like, I mean, then we're like, ah, oh, my handwriting has to be fine. Oh, ah, this my handwriting is ugly. Oh, you know, ah, let me just improve. Let me, let me not even, let me not even go to the extreme because then I used to write letters. I always said that that's my boyfriend that time, that time, that year. I'll just write a letter and just go and send it to somebody to give, you know that time <laughs> and I was like 14 years old <laughs> but what the point here is that that togetherness is no longer there because social media has come it's like a robot it's taking over everything you know that's community that love that's I don't know that's warmness that warmth that family gives it's no longer there. even our friends we no longer have time for them you know it's just very sad. It's just yeah. very, very sad. I, I remember I remember going to a family. Um a one of my um white friends invited me for like um a dinner in the house. So I went and big family, you know, father, mother, the kids, and and then I was on the table and the dad was like, Okay, what do we do on di- by dinner time? So we keep our phones and then <laughs> why did you put it in quotes? <laughs> Like we keep our phones and then you're like, good. So everyone like took their phones and put it down. I was like, hmm, that's impressive. I'm going to do that. But um, it's scary to think that there had to be a rule like that, you know? And the reason for that is, hey, we are human beings. We are right here. Let's cherish the moments we have. We don't have that anymore many times, you know? Man, I I don't know. Daniel, do you want to say something? Yes, actually, um, I have quite a bit to say, but I'll just try to narrow it down a little bit. So um, there, there are these scribbles that, that I watch, um, Abba and Preach, and they mentioned something concerning this. They said, 
the breakdown of the family you know system has not helped us at all because like ns reference now you know it's time for family dinners most families nowadays don't have anything called family dinners we haven't had family dinners in a long time family dinners is when we learn to socialize it's where we learn to you know see people as people it's where we learn to argue and also you know settle matters but we don't have that anymore so then with social media coming in, it just facilitated that um sense of should i say dehumanization because you see people only through texts you don't see people face to face most of the time anymore nowadays especially now that many people are switching to working from home so you don't see people anymore you don't see the flesh anymore you only see people through text and when you only see people through text you don't see you don't see people you don't you just see you know words and words nowadays we're even subverting words that words no longer mean anything so now everything is losing importance and human relations itself is losing importance and it came from breakdown of family and then internet came everything was too fast we we're, were so occupied with everything and now we just don't want to be we just don't want to be involved in anything anymore that's one of the reasons why we are so easily distracted we don't want to really commit to anything because everything feels like it's too much mm. daniel that's so profound that you know you know what's interesting like just like um Chijoke said in the chat someone can be your best friend on facebook and you know apart from the fact that in real life they might be shy you know um when they meet you the fact that you might not even know anything about that person apart from what they posted that should freak you out like most of the people that you say are your friends you've never met them in person and all you know about them is what they post the messages they've sent to you and the reality is that you never get to see them in their element because guess what in texting you have the opportunity to backspace multiple times and frame your thoughts okay this is how i want them to see it and then you send it but in real life you would have said something before you say ah i'm sorry but then we get to know your real character and your person um these are things that we're beginning to lose quickly and i mean we're only bringing these things to your attention because not because it's necessarily bad because we see how beneficial technology is social media is good but as christians we cannot live anyhow we cannot like we have to be very intentional about what we do and one thing i wanted to add to what um chantel mentioned when she was talking about how we've lost owner respect i think that's another problem with respect to we ignore our flesh and blood how many times have you seen a post about the minister of God. And you just read the comments and you're like, what? I wish I had magical powers. And I just say, you know what? Let me put, for example, Bishop David Eredipo here. And that person that commented in front of you, say what you just typed. Say it now. <laughs> or one, one person that went to Pastor Emmanuel Irene, after many years of hard work, he just traveled finally. And oh, my God. That. Hey. <clears throat> okay. That thing, hmm. was, that thing was just... That he's spending that. church money. Hmm. Yeah, he said, look at all these pastors that are spending church money. I said, my God. People don't think anymore. People just come and they just post. And you see, at that moment, you're only seeing Pastor Emmanuel Irian or Bishop David Oedipo or um, Pastor Samadiemi as bites on a computer screen or some you're not seeing them as human beings who have yeah. so much effort diligence in the study of the world they have a congregation of thousands of people that they have to sacrifice part of their lives for man 
it's crazy. Let me read some comments on the chat before we move on. Um, Daniel said, I met someone I friended online recently and I was amazed because we've been texting for a while, but it was like I've been speaking with them for the first time. Yeah. He <laughs> first said, they thought pastor don't turn to prosperity preacher. <laughs> yeah, let me see if I missed anything. Um, okay, Victoria was talking about, Victoria, by the way, she's into AI. So if you have any questions on artificial intelligence, she's someone you should reach out to. She said, now we're creating systems that help people convert audio input into text. Very soon, people may not even need to write again. I, I'm wondering what are nursery schools, the nursery schools of the next, of is it, well, after Z, Generation Z, what's next? Because I've not done research on that. <laughs> You'll probably, it will just be like the typing, this out type A, there's no more writing again. <laughs> but you see, all these things, uh, the truth is, I mean, some people may have a different perspective on writing or reading, you know, like some of, some people don't really enjoy reading. Some people don't really enjoy writing. Um, but the reality is those things have a way they help our minds. It's through writing that we communicate ideas. It's through reading that we really internalize ideas, you know. So there are all these things and social media helps, technology helps, but man, there's, we don't have that regard for people anymore that's like really the point here and i'm scared i'm scared i'm really scared but i, I trust god is doing the work right now and i think that's even why we're having this conversation some of you should start thinking how am i going to be a good parent in this time you know how am i going to raise children who will still value the the, the lives of people you know as precious image bearers of god not just you know, something that someone or just some some bits and bites that I can just send anything to and not care about how they feel. It's so crazy. In fact, ignoring our flesh and blood too, sometimes it even goes back to, think about it, everyone, I know it's a, it's a law, don't text and drive, but so many people, because you are so good at driving like this, it's like, oh yeah, hey, hey, you're texting. And at that point, you don't realize that you don't care about the lives of people on the road. That's the implication, because if you are distracted, you can kill someone. Forget about yourself. You can, if you die, at least you know where you're going. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> but, but seriously, like we need to value lives. And I think one of the most important things, and I don't want us to skip it to the next point without really discussing how we can fix this problem. So Chantel, like, how can we improve our communication with people around us? What can we do? with social media or with technology that, you know, proactively to stop some of these disinterested, what's the right word? We become so disinterested to human life. How can we fix that problem? Um, well, unfortunately for social media, there's nothing you can do about social media because uh, it's already designed a certain way. Um, but as Christians, we need to make that conscious effort we need to first of all make the decision the decision within ourselves that okay look this is the time i'm going to spend on this and i'm going to call this person i mean since especially when you know you're not in the same city with that person or if you're in the same city with that person plan yourself and say you know what i'm going to do because if you if you if you do not make that conscious efforts to actually want to do this 
you get swept away by the flood of social media and you just get you just lose yourself basically um so the very first thing and i feel like even some um some brands like i know about apple they have screen time so they're like okay but in the end at the end of the day um the screen time setting still depends on you because if you say oh my screen time is five minutes and after five minutes i'm not going to go on instagram again your phone will tell you it's five minutes so but they don't yep. have the right to stop you from increasing your screen time or from snoozing exactly. <laughs> or from snoozing yep. or turning it off they won't stop you but they just they put it in place to help you with your screen time to help you also plan yourself and you know reach out to real life people you know but i mean it's still just a robot it's still just mm. you know artificial mm. intelligence and and all and all whatnot but you need to make that conscious decision to say hey i'm in liverpool my friend is here she's just like 10 minutes away i'm going to take a bus to her house i will sit down with her we ask her how are you we'll have a conversation and i'll go back to my house like that communal thingy like that we used to have where we go to our neighbor's houses and do know that they got first in class or they got in class or you have to like sit down and just then just then and say okay what happened you know that that face to face that's that one-on-one you know conversation it only takes you to make that decision to say hey i'm going to do it and trust me human beings are very adaptable like when you keep on doing something over and over again you get used to it i don't know about you guys but for me like it's always very hard to break away from a habit that I've already formed. So if I form this habit that, okay, at two o'clock, I'm going to send a text to this person or I'm going to call this person. And I like video calls. I like to look at you and, and talk to you because it's almost like, okay, I'm seeing your expression. So I'm going to video call you. I'm going to have a conversation. We're going to talk, you know, even if it's for one hour, let's talk. You know, that it's not easy, but you need mm-hmm. to set that you need to set that priority and say, hey, I need to call my mom. I need to call, like today now, you know, um, I've, I, I I had to call my brother and I spoke to my younger ones today, like, because, I mean, especially we that we are abroad, um, this thing is not easy, oh. <laughs> the whole mental thing, you, you get easily sucked into the system and you need to break free. I need to say, hey, no, I'm not going to get sucked in. Made a conscious effort to call my mom, my grandma, call my sisters, call my brothers, you know, call my family and say, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? What's going on with your life and everything? Because everybody minds their business here. Find your yep. business. If you want to, you, get, you just get easily sucked in, basically. So you need to just make that conscious effort. Because to be honest, you can't do anything about social media. It's there. Like, it's, de- it's been yeah. designed to get you distracted. It's, that's how it, that's yeah. designed. Unless you're going to meet the owner of Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and tell him, oh, yeah, oh, it's, which is not possible because they're, they're making money. Yep. It's business. So you can't do anything about it. But all, the only solution here is just starts with you making that decision to say, hey, I'm not going to get carried away. I'm going to plan myself. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to, you know, if possible, even send letters. It's it's so easy to send letters. It's very easy. It's just listeners that is worrying us. You know, it's easy to just walk down. I don't know about where you are. But it's easy to just write a letter, put the address even go online and just book, pay, whatever. Walk five minutes away, drop your letter inside the, inside the um, post box and go back to your house. 
and you'll be sure the person will get the letter. Like, is that easy? Like, you know, just do, just do stuff like that. You know, it just begins with you, basically. So I think, I think just summarize what she's saying. You have to decide to decide. It's not going to happen without you planning. You have to decide that you're going to decide. I, I said it that way because some of you say, I'll decide. No, decide that you are going to decide. Don't just say you do it. Um, uh, I think Ife wants to say something. So let me let Ife speak. Yeah. Um, so I basically just wanted to say like what Chantal was talking about originally. Like I can relate so much like the this desire of missing letters, handwritten letters on like paper because so I'll use an I'll use an, I'll use myself as an example. Um I went to body school in, in Lagos and I think it was definitely GS1, but I think even into GS2, what I really enjoyed was that my mom would send me handwritten letters to my hostel. And along with like maybe other items that I would need during that time. So, you know, you're in your hostel, you're in your bedroom. Um, yeah. A housewife, I would say like, oh, if I have a package from your from your house, from your home. And I would know that along with the package, there was a handwritten letter with my mom. And, you know, there was, I don't know, there's just, I just, used to, I just miss reading those. And, she, and one thing about my mom, she loved writing in black ink. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, we all remember all those um is it big all those big, big yeah big viral oh my god all those those black big um big virals and you know she'd be like my dearest sister and i don't know it was i can say definitely just want to just so that was one of the highlights of my boarding school experience getting those handwritten letters from her but obviously as we've been discussing now Everything is WhatsApp. My my mom and my parents are on WhatsApp now, so it's just like ah, it's not the same. And those and those letters, and those letters, I don't know. I feel like they were more authentic because with WhatsApp, you don't even know if your mom is being serious or if she's lying. You're just like, hmm, I don't know if this is really what she's thinking, but you don't know. But with the handwritten letter, I just knew that what she was saying was genuine. So I don't know if anybody can relate, but that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, and TJK said even Mark Zuckerberg creates quality time with his family. They remove the devices and all, and have picnics and cookouts. As last I checked, they don't. It doesn't even allow them to use some social media platforms. Imagine the person who created the platform keeping his children <laughs> from it. And you, you are you are just wasting your life on it. <laughs> you know that's funny. Um, I wanted to point out something again, real quick, before we move to the next point. Um, speaking about this. The suicide rates among teenagers and young adults has spiked in the last three years radically. When I say when I say rad, you know how a graph normally is supposed to go. There's the exponential. They said it went like this because we find people who are consistently comparing themselves with other people that may not even be real. That's another angle to this, but I think we will get there in our different points because the next. Next point we're going to be talking about now is point three, which I think we'll spend most time on. We crave immediate validation and approval. We've come to a point where it's like, oh, more can't people read my message? What happened now? Check your phone. I just sent you a message. Or you post something and you're looking for the likes. Or you're just somehow looking for some kind of approval for what you said that i know i'm right i need someone to say i'm right if they, if they say i'm not right oh my we're going to fight we're no, no longer friends again <laughs> it's crazy chantel what do you have to say about that 
Okay. Um, in 2018, I was going through a very rough patch in my life. I was suicidal twice. And I went on my Instagram. The post is still, I left the post on my Instagram for a reason to make this point. I posted a very beautiful picture of myself and my natural hair. I have this very big afro. And, you know, I dressed very nice. I had done my makeup. Um, and then I posted an SOS message. I talked about how life is bad. I was very suicidal. In fact, I was actually like planning on killing myself a few hours later. And everybody on my Instagram, most of them were just commenting on how beautiful I looked on how my hair was nice and only two people dm'd me and said chantel give me your number what's going on with you <laughs> and it's crazy trust me like <laughs> it is crazy it is crazy this year i had to go off social media I had to go off social media completely sometime in April. People were asking me if my account was hacked, but it wasn't. I realized that, hey, what's going on? I post something like, you know, when people, because, you know, I post Christian content on my Instagram and people just go, oh, Chantel, oh, it's so nice. Oh, I, ah, so funny. And they begin to DM me and tell me how awesome I am, how amazing I am. This is that entering my head. This is that getting into my head. And I realized that I was so obsessed with checking my follower accounts. I would just pick up my phone and be like, hey, one follow me today. Hey, 16.1 followers. It was 16.2 yesterday. One follower has gone. What's going on? Hey, I would be panicking. Jesus. See, yeah, in that, I think it was, was it, it was April. It was April. At that, see, the Holy Spirit slapped me on the face and said, get out, get out, leave, leave social media now. I, it wasn't with clear eye. I took my phone and deactivated my social media, my Instagram temporarily. And I went off. I didn't, I, I think I, 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 I told people like, because I mean, I'm doing, I do business with some people because influencer and they've paid me already. So I had to now tell them that, okay, see, I'm going off Instagram. I had to say it two days before I went off. But I went off, like, abruptly for a whole month. My spiritual life was dead. Forget, like, when I'm going through stuff, I laugh. Like, I'm one of very few people. I've not met a lot of people that are like me. If I'm laughing and I'm happy, you, you still need to ask me, am I okay? Like, because I'm... I will not be okay, but I'm laughing and I'm actually very happy because I was, I don't tell people my problems. I will hardly tell you this is what I'm going through. I will not tell you. So unless you ask me and you really like say, are you okay? What's going on with you? What happened yesterday? How was your day and everything? You will never know, you know? So I was posting content on Instagram, but my spiritual life was dying. I was not feeding my spirit, man. I was just posting content with the aim of getting followers and getting likes. I'm like, who commented next? Ah, <laughs> when I see, oh my God, so funny. I'm like, <laughs> so funny. I'm such a funny girl, <laughs> you know? And 
forgetting that it's God's work I'm doing. And it's supposed to be God. God is supposed to be the one to be glorified, not me. It's supposed to be God. Look at what happened in the Bible when King Herod, when people were hailing King Herod and he was like, yeah, they're like, oh, you're such a God. And he's like, yeah, what did God do? He struck, the angel came and struck him. That's my God. My God ate him up and he died. This demand died. Look, it's all about God. At that point, no, no, it was actually Herod. It, maybe it happened to Nebuchadnezzar, but it happened to King Herod in the book of Acts. When after he killed, I think it was John. I mean, no, he killed saying John. an example of another person that was disputing So, um, so yeah, like, um, it's just, it was just, it was bad. And it is not easy at all, to be honest. I had to go through a mind renewal again. And I started reading my Bible. And thank God for the community that I'm in. We pray three times a day. And I just, I mean, I had to get somebody that I was accountable to. And then I had to bring back my spiritual life. It's very easy to get swept away. It's very easy when, especially with the praises of people. Oh, you're looking so beautiful. Oh, you're so fine. You post a picture and you're like, ah. Oh. I used to be like, ah, no comments. No comments. Oh, that day, that period. Oh my God. I, I don't I don't know who that girl was, but that's not the girl I am right now. Yeah, you know, see beauty, you know, hey, match, match our head, step on us. You know, and then you just see me. I was, you see me putting content out with the aim of, ah, let, let people hail me. So that thing was, I had to, ah, no, no, no. It was very bad. It was very bad, that period. I had to log off and leave, leave Instagram. And then when I came back, that was when I posted the picture of Pastel laying hands on me. Because thank, do you know that, that Pastel laying hands on me was, it was like very timely because after, when, before Pastel came to lay hands on me, like he was saying, you are living your life for the glory of God. Like the things that he said to me before he laid hands on me, that was like, God and and after I you know because I fell under the anointing and when I came back I heard the spirit of God say now it's time for you to go back on Instagram and now it's time we are go back now you know and I was like yes I'm going back and I posted that picture of Pastelina and them laying hands on me and I said yes I'm back for my break after a month because trust me if God had not told me to go back I wouldn't have gone back I would have still because I needed to really I needed to come back to my senses and it happens to. These things happens to the strongest of us. You know, it happens. It happens. You might think, oh, you might see somebody's content on Instagram and you're like, oh, this person, ah, uh, ah, uh, mad, though. this person, spirit of God, friend and everything. You, you like, the strongest of us, we, we fall too. We get carried away as well. But the thing is, how strong is your discernment? Mm. How, um, how um, open are you to say, hey, What's going on here? Are you, how are your ears, your spiritual ears? What are you hearing? Are you hearing from God and hearing the Holy Spirit telling you, hey, stop, get out? Because it's very easy. And that's how you just get swept away. So, Omo, this validation and approval thing, it was bad, it was strong, but thank God I got delivered from that. And at this point, I went, like I said, I went through a mind renewal. And a lot, most of us that are here, like Pastor, um, yesterday during uh, the boot camp yesterday, Pastor was talking about Joseph, about how Joseph, if, we, if it was this period and Joseph's brothers came, you know, people that sold you to slavery, 
they came to come and beg you for food. You you know, if it was 2021, Instagram, this yeah. would be like, this would be like, to my haters, yo, 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 what's up? <laughs> then, you know, he would just say something like, um, God, big past them, you know? <laughs> you know, blessings, blessings, blessings on blessings, you know? And the, yeah, the, yeah. Of the chief corner store, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that, that's just how bad this thing is. That's just how bad. That's how I have, bad it is. <laughs> I have I have three three questions, introspective questions to ask at this point. Because she she said a whole lot of things, but I want us to think about these three questions before Treasure comes up to speak. So the first question is do my smartphone smartphone habits reveal a compulsive desire to be seen and heard? It's something to really reflect on. Do you have a compulsive desire that I need to be seen, I need to be heard? We do have a desire to be seen and heard. It's natural, but is it compulsive? Is it like, ah, this picture I took under the sun, I'm sun-kissed, I'm looking so amazing right now. Somebody needs to see it and validate. Is that the feeling? Because if that's the feeling, you're getting close to sinning. The Bible tells us very clearly. Once you are always looking at your own you know, the, the whole craze of self-love, you want to be validated. Where is Christ in all of that? You know, even with good content, like you first said, sometimes you even want to post scripture and you want to like give this deep rema and then yeah, how many people are reading it? And you're not really thinking about whether they are blessed. It's, ah, I need approval that what I, my theology is, is on point. We need to be really careful. Second point is, does, do my smartphone habits distract me from genuine communion with God? When I say genuine communion, I mean don't don't look for this, don't seek for people's approval when you pray and when you study. In fact, people should not know about your study and prayer life unless you tell them. Like the whole idea Jesus paints in scripture is go to your closet, lock yourself in there, pray, and the God who sees you in secret will reward you in open. But today we're like, ah, Oma must see. My name must be on the this thing. How can I show that I'm connected to Triumph 30? I'm I'm not. You know, some people are, I'm just using examples that we can relate to. Or what can I do? I need people to know that I'm still spiritual. Those things are not helpful to our hearts because we need to be honest about where we are so that God can help us, you know. And the final question is, do my smartphone habits preoccupy me with the pursuit, with the pursuit of worldly success? Man, we're at a time where everyone is just talking about the goal in life is to have money. And if you fall into that trap, I want to quickly show the scripture, then treasure will speak. Because I mean, we're a Bible marathon. I know there's a question on the chat. We're going to get there real quick, but I just want to put this scripture. Um, it's first Timothy. If you have your Bibles, you can follow me. It's first Timothy chapter six. Verse. Six, I think. All right. How many how many people here is being taught today? Think about this. It says, do you see my screen? I hope you do. Yeah, okay. Now, let's go to this context. I'm going to skip that because of time. Basically, Paul was warning Timothy, you know, telling him to teach accurate doctrine and that they should be careful of those who are teaching false doctrine. One of the false doctrines was people teaching that godliness, living godly is a means to great gain, to great wealth. 
And he says, stay away from such people. From such, withdraw yourself. Then he says, now, verse 6, now godliness with contentment is great gain. Great, great, great gain there means wealth. Imagine the mindset. Godliness, meaning living for Christ, following his way, following his will, plus contentment, meaning being okay with where you are. You don't need to anyone to approve you. You don't need anyone to give you anything. You are okay. He said that is the real wealth. That is the real wealth. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And then Paul goes ahead and says, we didn't come with anything to this world. We, we're not taking anything out of it. Why get obsessed about it? If you have food, if you have clothing, you should be, you should be okay. Because you have a God that loves you. And trust me, many times, he will literally take some things from you, snatch it from your hand because you are losing focus on the thing that really matters. And then look at this one. Man, this is something to meditate on. He says, those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts. Does that sound familiar? You want to make money real quick. You want to be rich. That's what social media is publicizing now. You know, if you go on YouTube, every single ad <laughs> that comes up is, hey, I just, you know, stay in front of like a Lamborghini. I just found out a way to make something, something money. Blah, 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 blah. Just, you know, follow this six-step course and you make, you know, everybody's just trying to make money. It's crazy. And he says, this kind of loss will drown men into destruction and perdition. Christians, brothers, sisters, run. Like, is, this is where you want to run. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, all right? So just that's just something I wanted to share. Um, really quick, you, I, now, the love of money is the issue, all right? It's not money in itself. In fact, I believe so strongly that God wants to help you to have sufficiency in all things so that you can abound into good works. God wants you to be useful for his kingdom, wants you to do more. But make sure that the search for that wealth is not found through, you're not trying to use God to get there. That's the real issue. All right. So you have things to pay for. You have a business. If you are on social media and social media is your business, we're not saying give. I mean, Chantel is one of those people that gets her business connections from social media. And she's going to talk about it shortly. Um, you need that wisdom to know this is business and you do work when you ought to work. And when it is just pleasure, you must know how to control that and, and try to run away from this, this craze for attention. It's very, very damaging. Treasure, go ahead. I want, to, I want to hear you speak on this. Hi, guys. Um, okay, so uh, I think like this um, issue actually already kind of like expounds on what is already going on, especially when it comes to the suicide issue. Um, it's I find it very surprising, especially in Nigeria, that a good number of like our Nigerian parents, permimity, is that what like that? Or people before our generation shared the way they looked at life and the way they saw reality is almost so totally different than the way we we actually see reality, um, technically speaking. And um, there's such a shift. And the truth of the matter is through all these things that are going on online right now, like the way expectation or ideology, ideologies don't really meet what we eventually come to see in reality. So a lot of people are ill-prepared 
a lot of people are undercooked. Um, permit me to use the word like that. And so most times when they watch what they see on TV, when they see what they look at on Instagram, they have these views, they have these ideas that has been formed from yonder years. And eventually when they come out to the real world, they actually see that the real world is could be cruel or can be cruel, can be harsh. And then they don't mm-hmm. have the perfect backing or the perfect background or the or the strong or solid rock by which oh, they yes. can stand. And yeah, right. mental toughness. And um, what you see most times that eventually happens is it not spirals out into depression. Uh, it spirals out into feelings of sadness, spirals out into <clears throat> a lot of other things and all. And I'm getting, it, it's a bit worrying because um, I look at it now and um, you see how Superman is now bisexual. <laughs> And um, one very famous toy company comes out to say, you know what, we're going to make all our toys gender neutral. And okay. all those things are just being like pushed out there on a daily basis. I, for one, not really that much of a big fan of social media. In short, truth be told, I deleted my Instagram app recently. My account is still active, but the app is not on my phone. And I was going to do that with WhatsApp as well. But I kind of just left it because of office... Ah. Work and Treasure, work. WhatsApp. Don't yeah. do, don't touch WhatsApp. How are we talk? <laughs> Telegram. I don't want you for calls. Don't try it. I continue. We'll use Telegram. Don't worry. <laughs> so, um, but then again, what you're saying is actually really real and it's everywhere and it's rampant. And um, a lot of people, what they see what they expect due to what this you know, the media portrays or due to what the social media handles portrays and everything is not now eventually what they get to see in reality right. and everything. Right. And that is actually where the problem is, that there's a disconnect between what they feel they should have and what they eventually have. And because of what they think they should have, a lot of people don't have that standing or that strong foundation to actually go against what they, um, or to actually stand against the waves or the test of time that comes and all that. Um, I talked to you earlier about losing my friend to suicide just earlier on this year. And that was actually one of the things that I could clearly see, even my own self and the fact that I struggle sometimes with certain things I just noticed that it's probably a preconceived notion I had on certain things and then it's not the reality. And a lot of times when I see these things, it's basically from the media, Instagram and all those stuff. So yes, there's a need for us to be careful with that as well. Thank you, Treasure. I mean, we're running out of time. I want Aya to quickly say something. Uh, Daniel, because you already spoke before, that's why. So you can be patient. You definitely speak. Ayo, you want to say something? Uh, sorry, can you hear me, guys? Yes, we can. Yes, can. All right, awesome. I'll say good morning from here. And good afternoon, good evening. Where are you? Where are you tuning have... from? I'm tuning in from uh, Canberra, Australia, actually. Wow, awesome. Nice to have you here. Yeah. Um, so actually, I have, have a few things to say, but I mean, I'll just get to it quickly. Treasure, I mean, I'm just going to say in addition, yeah, we have a lot of emotional, fragile folks out there. People take offense easily, and it's sad to see that, I mean, a lot of people just think that they're privileged. 
also as a result of the growing entitlement mentality, right? A lot of people just feel like they're deserving of a whole lot of things. And when things don't go their way, yeah, there's a tendency to want to just um, draw inwards and then cut up from everybody and everything. So, yeah, it's hard to see that there's a growing um, depression population. And I will just like to say that, um, I mean, the conversation has been interesting thus far. I actually noted a couple of things down. So I was going to say, like, social media wasn't designed to take care of our attention span. It's almost like technology, right? The same way security wasn't built into a lot of things that we're using today. It's the same way I don't think Mark Zuckerberg actually foresaw. And instead of trying to make sure, um, take care of people's attention spans, they've tried to embrace, I mean, the capitalism mentality where, where they just want to make money from it. And people are not yeah. the products rather than, um, and I mean, it's meant to be like the other way around. But I mean, in terms of we getting control back, it's up to us what we do um, with social media. I've been off Instagram for the last seven months. I, I don't like I, I don't even know what's on IG at the moment. And then it's it's also the same way we also need to detox. I'm happy SA mentioned um, downtime and screen time. I engage in that a lot. And then there's also a psychology part where we need to actually train ourselves. Diligence and discipline is important, even as little as WhatsApp. You post an update, right? And you're trying to see, okay, how many people have viewed it? To be honest, I'm still in that boat. I'm guilty. <laughs> but there are times that I just switch off my... Um, there's, a, there's a privacy setting that you can just set that even if you post, you can actually see the number, number of people that have actually viewed it, yeah. right? And it's just a form of, you know, you trying to, to train um, yourself not to try and seek other people's, like, okay, approval of what you posted. And then in terms of the social media stuff of you posting scripture or, or you posting, you know, deep rema, there are actually two sides to it. You know, God um, has his own metric for assessing, okay, why we're actually doing things. So you actually have to check your heart, right? Right. If you want to post something right. deep, be sure that you're posting it because you want people to know this. The same way a lot of people are posting a lot of toxic content is the same way we as believers should also post content to counter those kind yeah. of things, right? right? And that's where the place of digital evangelism comes in. Right, where we need to actually post good content to be able to um, um, show people that I mean, Christ is there, Christ loves them, and um, there's a place for repentance and a whole lot of things that people need to to understand. For SC, I'll say a very big shout out. I'm a, I'm a sound engineer. I used to be a sound engineer as well, so it's good seeing a sound engineer on here. And um, now that you are abroad, I just probably noted a few things down. One, don't be don't be afraid to engage in the community where you are. Yes, it's going to get lonely. I've probably been in Australia for like the last five years of my life. It was tough too, starting out. Um, loneliness, you can make your loneliness become solitude and you can power through that. And I actually quoted two Bible verses. I was like, those who know their God shall be strong and do exploit. And then the other part was um, Psalm 91 verse 1. He who dwells in a secret place. Find that secret place, sister, dwell in there. God bless you. God be with you. And thank you guys. NS, God bless you for this platform. Thank you so much. Thank you. I uh, love you so much. Thanks for those thoughts, man. That that was just profound. Um, I I probably want to know: Are you on the what's uh the Bible Marathon group, or how did you get to know about the the uh meeting today? Um, so I think a friend posted it on a social media status. She's Got in it. Canada, and and I just yeah I just joined. So I've I've just okay. been following in the background. Don't worry, Ennis, right. you know me. Well, I'm just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we're happy to have you here. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks. What? I said Batman. 
Loki. Batman, hello. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I hope that was, I think that, that really, that blessed me a whole lot. Everything he said right there, it, it kind of summarizes a lot of the things that we have to say. We don't really have as much time, um, but let's go through some of those other points because I said seven things and we have to go through seven things. All right. So um, number four is our literacy is affected. And um, I may not want to spend so much time here, but I think it's obvious. Something that um, Ayo spoke about just shortly is our attention span. I mean, it's all, there's always been something over time that has tried to take our attention, all right? So it's not only because social media came or technology. There's always been distractions from time immemorial. But I think what we are facing right now is a level of attention um, that the human mind is not able to handle. I think some. I think um, I posted something like that on, on the chat earlier, and he said it very, very well. I'm going to try and scroll up and get to it. That human beings are not designed for the type of attention attention that social media brings. We're not. We're not. We can't handle it. At what, what time in history have we had the kind of um, one world kind of? You know, you can do one thing, and everyone else all over the world knows about it. You know, think about, I was looking at this, the statistics for this movie, uh, the new movie that came out, uh, Squid Game. It's the highest grossing Netflix movie of all time, all time. And it's in 190 countries. Think about that. Whenever in the history of the world has one thing been able to reach every single place. That's crazy. And so now imagine yourself, you know, exposing your mind to that kind of, um man that's crazy just think about exposing yourself to that kind of attention you can handle it and so it's wisdom to stay away from it for a while you know and what does this have to do with our literacy our literacy when we say literacy we're talking about reading writing developing thoughts today i i, I put something on my social media a while back and I, I think I fell for that trap because I really wanted a lot of people to see what I posted because I felt, man, this is a real problem in our time. The fact that a lot of people um, never really get to engage with the thoughts for a while. We just go straight to the comments. Some of you know what I'm talking about. A topic is put up there. You just go to the comments. You just want to see what somebody said. The one that aligns with what you already think. They're like, oh, okay, this one is nice. It's profound. You now copy that. That becomes your worldview. So when someone asks you about that topic, that's the same thing. You've not done any deep thinking. You've not cross-checked it with your worldview. You haven't done deep thoughts. That's crazy. Um, and that's that's one of the things that we are going to be really, we need to be more intentional about moving forward when it comes to literacy. So I'm not saying you stop knowing how to read and write. I'm just saying that um, social media and our phones generally have really affected how we process information. We are, we are served nine, second, nine seconds of dopamine rushes. That's what we are served. So your attention span cannot even, you can't stay long with a thought. Man, I remember a while back and I had to make some changes. I was like, I used to read more Bible. What's happening? Like I'll just read a chapter and I'm going to the next and I'm so tired. Um, I find myself going back reading like three or four times to really grasp what I just read. I'm like, this was not the case before. Something's going wrong. And I, I intentionally, and at that time, I just deleted Twitter completely. Um, I'm still on Instagram because I feel it's useful. But see, everything that everyone has said is so profound. Know yourself. Man, know thyself. Who said that? Some of you will know who said that. 
you know, know yourself, make those, take those steps to protect your mind. The Bible makes it very clear that you should guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Everything that goes into your heart will come out in some form. You know, and um, I'm sorry, I don't have so much time. I want to move to the next point and Chantel will, you know, speak to it real quick. The next point is our creativity is affected. And, you know, this this might sound weird. Like, what do you mean creativity? But I'll just say a short thing and let Chantel give some insight into this. God has designed us to be able to get our creativity from nature and from his word. That's really how it is. Like, we should get it from the original source. What we have today is people taking from produced sources to create their own content. And I, I feel like that's something that... Is not so good. What do you think, Chantel? And yes, 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 yes. Um, so first of all, as a content creator yourself, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I believe that as Christians, the only content we should be putting out on social media are Christ-like content, Christ, Christ-centered content. That's the only thing we should put in out because we have been called. We have been called to preach the gospel. This is our purpose. This is our eulogia. This is it. You know, this is why we are where we are. This is why we are Christians. Jesus Christ has said it. God has said it. Look, you need to preach the gospel. You need to stand for the things of God. So this is what we should be doing. Preaching the gospel, making making Christ known, letting people see that, look, this is what you stand for. And this is it. It's Jesus Christ or nothing right mm. how will you be able to do that you you cannot do that if you do not study your bible if you do not pray if you're not like i said in the secret place you know if you do not find that time to have a communion with god you will not be able to do that right now and this is where the distractions come in because when you are distracted where is your creativity to you know jump on so for example right um talking as an influencer and a content creator we see um different songs trending or different dances trending right or different beats trending um the squid game thing is trending right and when we as christians we need to be like okay this this the world has brought this so you know as christians we are in a we're in a battle we are we are on the battlefield right now you know, you will not go on on battle in battle and then you know you see this person carrying a sword and you are running away. You are not going to run away. You are standing there. You are fighting. The world is bringing its own. We are bringing our own too. That's how it is. You know, this is war and this is we we will not get eaten up. We eat people up. We eat them up, and we we'll give them our content and they must collect it, right? So in this battle. We as Christians, we say, okay, oh, so this is what the devil has brought up. Be okay, Christians, let's do this. What? Oh, yeah. That's why I like, you know, CCI UK, you know, like content are sweet for moving on. Um, so this is where we come in and say, hey, you know what? Let's also bring our own um content as well. Since this is what people this like, this is what is trending, right? All right, we bring our own too, and then we create it so that people that are consuming the worldly content, they will see our own content, they'll be like, ah. Uh-uh. It's true. And look, there are a lot, there are a lot of testimonies from Christ-centered content where people have said, hey, you know, I was able to 
find myself, I was able to come back, you know, to see that, look, I've strayed away. And I've been able to understand this. I've been able to actually go to a church. I've been able to actually reach out to ask for counsel. I've been able to find God, basically, because, oh, just because, oh, I saw this. And I'm like, mm, and I, I was able to relate to it. Because a lot of people online, they grew up in church. Look at Beyonce. She started from church. Most of these musicians started from what? From church. They started from yeah. the things of God. Where did we go wrong? Where did it go wrong? How were they, how, how did it happen that they suddenly strayed away and then started doing something else, you know? And this is why we appreciate, you know, the celebrities like um, Justin Bieber, like, um, what's the other actress's name? Uh, forgotten that her name, you know, like people that say, hey, you know, this is God, like bring it back to God. So when the distractions have kicked in, there will be no time for you to actually like sit down and pray. Ask God for clarity. For the kind of content that I do, I have to, I have to read, first of all, I have to read my Bible because the videos I put out, you know, the whole miming thing from past days messages or like the other Christian contents I do, right? I don't do them just by just sitting down and just, no, I pray. I actually study my Bible, I pray. Like my spiritual life, you know, I need to understand what I'm preaching. I'm not going to just preach like that. Like, I need from top of my head, when you ask me a question, I'll give you the answer like that. It's not about, it's not about, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not working yourself up to a frenzy. It's, yeah. this is God we're talking about. So, right. you're not going to have that creative juice if you do not study your bible or actually have time crave things crave the things of god you're not going to do that mm -hmm. yeah yeah so get get the creative juices from the source try to be as real as um honest as you can because a lot of these things the truth is a lot of people have seen social media content that glorifies christ and it changes their hearts many of us have seen things that stop us on our tracks so we want to be that those people. And just to, you know, just to elucidate on something Chantel said earlier, so that you don't mis misunderstand what she's saying. When she says Christ glorifying content, I mean, you can definitely post something about soccer to the glory of God. Amen. You can post something about your passion, but make sure that whatever you are doing is reflecting, number one, your real person, not, not a fake you. And secondly, something that, 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 direct glory to Christ and, and brings about the, the spread of his message and the gospel. We're already out of time. I'm just going to really fast learn to do a quick speed through the second, the sixth point. This one, I wish we had more time on it, Honestly. but I think we already know what this is. You know, this is like, this have come as number one, <laughs> but I, I'm hope I'm begging you guys for the sake of con completion. So that you, I know some of you, the next thing you want to do now is to go and go on Instagram. So I'm going to stick that, that extra five minutes. <laughs> so that those of things around the podcast. Will yeah. The, the sixth point, the sixth point for those of you on Mixlar is we get comfortable in secret vices. We get comfortable in secret vices. Man, there's so much to say here. Um, and I really want you guys to just go out on the chat and start putting it. I'm going to start talking, reading whatever you guys say. But just to start, 
this is the second to the last. The last one is we become what we like. And I think we can merge both. Someone is talking. I don't know who is unmuted. Okay, we're good now. So point six and point seven, very similar um, because one thing, well, let's go back. We get comfortable in secret vices. <sighs> Many people, let's talk about the most obvious. Pornography is everywhere on social media. It's everywhere. It's, 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 it's at a point where you can't run away from it anymore. Like, it's crazy. If you're on social media, there is every chance that you have seen something sexually provocative. And in fact, the metrics and the algorithms and all of those things, Snapchat, I'm sorry I've not been mentioning Snapchat because I don't even know how it works. I've stayed away from that. But think about it. Like I know on Snapchat, you can post anything. Nothing is censored there. Twitter, you can't really censor anything. Instagram might be trying you know, here and there. But just think about it. The amount of things that have changed in our minds. In fact, the perception, our perception on life, on sexuality, on marriage, on relationships has been altered drastically by the content we consume. And we don't know it. We are malleable beings. That's how God created us. We are easily altered by our environment. And we need to use that to advantage. But social media creates this unchecked, unprotected environment. Like you can go anonymous if you want. You can do anything you want. No one can pin you down or find you. You can even create an account with a fake name and just indulge in, in, in um, vices. And let's not even just talk about pornography alone. There are other vices. For example, some of you don't know that um, they're trolling, trolling people online is a sin. <laughs> you don't know that too, right? So people are just crazy trolls. They just want to say something negative about whatever anyone is doing. That's not you. Cancel culture. Thank you, Ayo. There's, there's just a whole lot of, there are a lot of vices. I don't know if um, Chantel wants to say something real quick. Um, and, so I'm yeah. just going to say just, just one point. Um, the fact that we get sucked into another world um you know when we are like really really into this social media thing i remember when not i remember um <laughs> my first encounter with the dark web and just a disclaimer please i beg you in the name of god i beg if you are watching this you're listening to this do not ever ever think of entering dark web i'm serious look i'm i i feel like crying but please Take Just stop it there. Don't don't Please, give too much don't, information. Don't enter the dark web. I how did I get into this dark web thing? I heard about yeah, it. No I heard about it on Instagram. I'm just I was like, I was like, dark web. Let me first see what's going on and look. I'm not even going to tell you how to, how to get in. I won't give you the training. Let's just say, let's just say the but dark web is basically, is basically an yeah, it's bigger than the is almost bigger than the internet and it is like basically secure oh, so you can't really trace anybody to anything so you can imagine what that means you can post any kind of content from child pornography to selling drugs and everything murders, cannibalism necrophilia everything bad you can think of is on the dark web and, and by I the way this tells you this tells you how depraved the human man is so what you are seeing on on social media that is almost sanitized as you think 
it's, it's just not, a mirage. It's work. It's, it's, not, it's worse. Many it, times worse. Trust me. Trust me. Like, it affected me for four days. I couldn't sleep. Guess what? I had a nap this afternoon and I was dreaming about it. That's how bad it is. And I, I regret I regret it. And I will uh, spend the rest of my life telling people not to try it. Because and I think we should, we should regret it. Let's let's really build up on that because as much as any every one of you here will not go on the dark web, please. I'm really I'm also an advocate for staying away from it. I I, I yes. the only time I did it was during my research in school. I didn't even go further because just it just tells you what you know you're going to be in trouble. But the point I want to talk about here is how this has subtly come into entertainment. So go outside, step outside of social media for a moment and think about entertainment industry right now. Many things are becoming banal. Things that are meant to be very heavy and weighty. You know, the idea of two people who are not married having sex, we have the, we're so disconnected from the seriousness of that. We watch a show and there's a gay couple and we just say, oh, it's one of those things. That's how far rooting for them. And yeah, like, I mean, is it a pastor that said it the other day that we can get so passionate about the robbers just because they have a nice backstory? They are, co- they are, ki- they are committing a crime. By grace, I mean, money, already, heist, I wish... money heist people. It's crazy. I, I've watched it. I will not lie to you. But yeah, the point is, we, we need to take control. And that's the summary. I think it's a good place to summarize because we're already out of time. Yes, See, yes, yes. Take control, take control of your mind. Take control of your environment. You are, you are in charge. Just like Ayo said, these things are not going to change. You are the guy in charge of your life. You are the girl in charge of your life. You can say, this is how I want my life to be in the next few years and know the decisions you need to take. For example, some of you are already messed up by the content you've fed on for many years. Don't think it's automatic. It's not just going to disappear. Your experiences will not just disappear. You have to create that same time frame of taking in godly content, replacing those things, the negatives with positives, and just feeding on God's word. Because that's the only way here. I promise you, if you're going to allow the word of God, like Ephesians just said, Romans 12, 2, Paul was begging them. He said, by the mercies of God, first of all, present your bodies as living sacrifices to God, you know, holy and acceptable to him. Then he says, listen. The second thing he says is, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. All right. Let there be a change in your thinking. Let there be a change in your thought process. And only the word of God can do that. And just to make loud what I just said, see, Christ is all and in all. He is powerful enough. Forget whatever you've experienced. I know you, I, I had a moment in my life, believe it or not, when I thought I had gone too far away from God. I had just delved into all manner of vices you can think of mentally. And it was just rea- rea- realizing how much the sacrifice of Jesus really is. Just one drop of his blood one drop of his blood can cleanse all the sins and all the depravity that you think is in you. Christ has paid it all. So there's no, there's no extent you think you can go 
that Christ cannot help you. And that's very that's a good place to end. As much as we live in a society where there is there's so much information, there is this fear of missing out. Everything is speaking to us, trying to get our attention. Make up your mind. Christ is going to be your focus. Christ is going to be your life. And you will live for him. You will do all that pleases him. Because ultimately, our lives are for him. He has bought us with a price. We have to live and glorify God in our mortal bodies. And all right. one more thing, That's, a disclaimer. Yeah. Please, if you are scrolling on social media and you, hear, and you see a video that says, don't scroll, don't scroll, don't scroll. Scroll, oh. Scroll, oh. Don't wait, oh. That's how they, they say, say don't scroll, don't scroll, don't scroll. Run, scroll, please, scroll away, scroll away, please. Don't scroll away. Thank you. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, it's good that I don't understand because this is why people are laughing. All right. But Shah, stay, please consume. Be careful what you consume. And that's like the whole point of everything we've said. Basically, you already know what point seven is. We, we become what we like. The, what you feast on is what you end up becoming, whether you believe it or not. What you keep watching, what you keep taking in, will end up showing up in your life in some way. Um, all right. So announcement time, real quick. We're going into the book of Acts. Ife is going to be smiling now because he has finished it. But guess what? In Bible Marathon, we never finish the Bible. Sorry. We keep reading it and reading it till Christ comes. And so we're reading the book of Acts, um, chapter 1 and chapter 2. All right. If you don't have an accountability group if, and you're on a WhatsApp group, please shout I don't have an accountability group. I will merge you with someone um, who will take care of you. Every week we read the Bible on Bible Marathon once or twice. All right. And it's a culture that we've grown to imbibe. So make sure that you're a part of this. Be fair. Don't worry. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. Um, I don't have the next week. Next week is our BMG party. So because it's our fifth Sunday and there is no, we don't do anything on any fifth Sunday of the month. We just come around and hang out. So we'll have just in time, party time. There'll be games um, and there'll be a lot of opportunities to win money. So don't miss it. All right. Um, Chelsea is going to share the flyers for the BMG party. It's going to be exciting. Same time every day, uh, every Sunday, sorry. And then on Thursday, um, Daniel is going to take us to another level with the pitch. I was about to say TikTok sessions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. With the I... pitch stop sessions. I'm sorry, I forgot to um, design the flyer. Um, the title is Caves and Trolls. And it has the subtitle of Should Christians Have Anonymous Social Media Accounts? Like it kind of ties into what we're talking about today. So um, everybody look forward to that this Thursday. All right. And also the last thing, I want us to just say thank you so much to Chantel. She took a, you know, it's, it was really inconvenient. She's been traveling. She's been doing a whole lot of that. She'll still able to join us and be a part of this conversation. We really respect your time. We appreciate you. We love you here in Bible Marathon. Thank you Thank for you, joining Chantel. us, Chantel. Um, pleasure. I also want to say, I want to say something. Now, we are generous people here. Chantel has been doing an amazing thing. I'll just tell, I, I, I don't, I won't, that she probably didn't expect me to do this, but um, she started a fundraiser from Zero Naira, to raise 5 million and the way God did it is amazing. Um, she has almost hit that target. She's, I think all that's left is just, uh, 200, 300,000 left. Um, so at any, if you are led in your heart to be generous, to, uh, be a blessing to her, um, 
she's now finally, because of all the giving so far, she's been able to now start her education in the UK, but it's not all done. She still has to finish paying for fees and stuff. So please, if you want to be a part of that, follow her on her social media on Instagram. For those of you that don't have Instagram, um, send a message to me and I'll tell you how you can be a part of helping her. So our Instagram, I'm typing it here. Uh, please correct me if it's wrong, but that's it. Chantel. Chantel S. Is, there, is it double? Okay. Yeah, that's it. So um, just go. And she has amazing content, by the way. So you'd find a lot of good stuff. If you scroll all the way from the fundraiser <laughs> part, because a lot of there are posts about the fundraiser, but yeah, you'll find amazing content there. And she's also very accessible. Um, she's that kind of person who would always want to give a video call, no matter what you're doing. I know I meant that she just do video camera. Ah, uh-uh, what did I do? But yeah, she's really accessible and fun to to um reach out to, and she has an amazing story too as well. So, um, definitely reach out to her. She's she's an amazing person. All right, thank you guys for being with us for this long. Ah, Norma came back. Hi, welcome back. Um, but yeah, I love you guys so much. Thank you for being with us. Don't miss the Hi. party next. All right, don't miss the party next week. All right, let's uh, let's just pray and then you guys are dismissed. All right, I have a song to play, by the way. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you so much for equipping us right now with knowledge, not just sensory knowledge, but knowledge about your will and your plan for our lives. You ultimately have a plan for our lives. And Lord, we live in a world full, full of distractions, filled with things that want to take our minds off eternity. And Lord, we fight, we fight and we take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We fight right now actively with our decisions, with our resolutions, Lord. We say, Lord, that you help us. We will want your help to live a life that pleases you. We don't want to waste our lives, oh God, scrolling and scrolling away. We want to spend our time with you, growing to know you, to cherish you, to love you, to cherish you above all things, to find our satisfaction in you. Lord, help us to take steps towards you at the end of this teaching, at the end of this session that we've had, Lord. Lord, thank you for Chantel. We pray that your grace and your favor continues to be with her. For everyone who has tuned in today and contributed or just listened in silence, Lord, let the word of Christ dwell richly in them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you so much. Thank you for all that you've been doing for us here in Bible Marathon. We trust you. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. What a time. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining. We normally have after like after party. So if you guys still want to chill and talk to each other and you know, let's do that. But I'll play some music in the background. Well, we, we love you. Hey, love Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank it was you. was awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Chantel. This was good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this recording. We hope this session was a blessing to you as it was for us. If you'd like to be an active part of Bible Marathon, maybe join in live on our Sunday sessions, be part of the WhatsApp group, or would just like to know more about the Bible Marathon project, visit our website bit.ly slash bmg live 4 for more details. That's bit.ly slash bmg live 4 for more details. We pray you stay blessed, experiencing progress and joy in your faith.